All right, welcome to Boothin. Welcome to Boothin. This is a freestyle-oriented comedic storytelling podcast in which I will kind of explore a couple issues, a couple things that have been on my mind throughout the course of the week leading up to recording. And then at the end of the episode, I freestyle about the contents of this episode. Some of the various topics will get brought up in a genuine, off-of-the-top-of-the-dome freestyle rap. And, um... I am y'all, y'all, that's you all twice over, contracted with spaces and proper capitalization. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, Man, I've been, uh, I got a, you know, I got a wicked case, a wicked case of the boips. Um, uh, I will spare you that accent in the future. All right. So, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you're new to the podcast and you enjoy what you hear, feel free to rate, review, and subscribe if you're on iTunes or, uh, you know, hit that follow button on Spotify. Let's get after it, huh? All right. So, uh, it's crazy times, you know, it's uh, tough to avoid the news. I feel like it's almost part of my responsibility to, to tune into things, you know, to be aware of, uh, what's going on out there. But it's difficult. It's uh, mentally taxing, emotionally taxing, uh, infuriating in some ways. There's even these uh, feel-good news shows now. Kind of this, you know, this kind of like an acid reflux from having all this terrible news shoved down our throat. Now we got... Uh, Jim Halpert from The Office. I think his name is John Krasinski. Could have that wrong. With the uh, the Good News show, which uh, <laughs> we'll see how that holds up. Uh, I, you know, he's a very powerful uh, celebrity, so I'm sure his, his magnetic uh, draw will will keep it coming. But when it's time to get back to work, when Hollywood opens back up, when uh, film sets open up, I'm curious how many of these uh knee jerk reaction projects are going to hold up uh there's a a show coming out on Fox where uh celebrity it's basically a panel show zoom style i believe where celebrities react to the news i don't know uh you know what i want less than uh an ill informed out of touch individual telling me their opinions about anything if you know me, you know, I, I, there are very few people whose opinions I even care for. I don't even care for my own opinions half the time. I'm kind of constantly kneading the dough as I spew it and trying to get air bubbles out. And, you know, before I put that loaf in the in the mental oven, uh, I'm constantly, you know, checking my belief systems for flaws and uh, re-ranking things that I enjoy. So the last thing I need is a, a celebrity spitting the hot, hot news at me. And I'm just curious, you know, how many of these new uh, things will 
will stay the course. Well, this is uh, EP27. That means we're a little bit more than half a year into this journey. I'm not going anywhere. Note the three zeros in front of the 27. I'm expecting, you know, at least 90,000 of these episodes over time. Man, it is kind of toasty in here. I uh, always cut the air or the heat. It's generally air since we're in the uh, the the dirty south. And man, I am uh, I'm starting to beat up over here. This is uh, this is where one of the celebrities on the panel show would have their assistant come blot their forehead. But, you know, that's the beauty of a T-shirt. Very versatile. It's a napkin. It's a headband. Uh, it can even, in these trying times, double as, you know, a uh, roll of toilet paper. If things really got down to it, just make sure there's a trash receptacle nearby or else you'll have a whole other, uh, you know, Chernobyl of poop type situation to deal with. But yeah, are you scared, huh? You worked up? Are you rolling over in the middle of the night and seeing uh, push notifications from Apple News? And are you are you biting your nails? Huh? How's your sleep schedule? Everybody's sleep schedule seems to be off. I've been sleeping like a tank, a tank. Now the hours are weird, but I've been getting these eight these eight hour nights, and I guess I don't realize. Uh, I, I set an early alarm today. I had to go get an oil change and I rotated my tile, my tiles, <laughs> my tires, and I had a nail in my tire. It turned out not to be like it was just a part of a nail or something. I mean, I didn't even have to get it patched. But uh, I realized when I woke up this morning that, uh, and this happened maybe two days ago as well. It, not getting enough sleep, it feels like you've been hit by. Uh, a train you know when you when you get out of bed it's like your whole body is uh it, it's not ready you know it's yeah you're a popcorn bag that's just got hot oil and and you know no puffs in there it's it's bad news and uh i uh i've really been enjoying this sleep i think it's kind of because uh, i have I mean, I can kind of set my own hours aside from some meetings I have. I just have to get the things I need to get done uh, for the, you know, the teaching gig. But um, I can I can get some sleep and I'm not trying to flex it on you if you're having existential dread. But what I will recommend is maybe just ease off the news a bit. Uh, I'm sure someone will. I mean, if you know people, they're going to be clamoring to inform you of the bad news to begin with. You know, you don't even have to look at the news. Um, before this COVID, you know, shindig, there was about six months. You know, now the election cycle keeps becoming longer and longer. And uh, I'm sure you were getting a lot of, you know, that uh, them dem them demi dems uh news for about half a year so maybe he's off the news but are you scared you know the news always has something to keep us clicking keep your eyes going get them views up now i have somebody you know asking me if i oh you heard about the super hornets i'm like what and when i was a kid i remember uh 
something like they were calling it. I want to Google this or else I'll sound like a uh, yeah, there was a thing um, the Africanized bee <laughs> when I was coming up. Now, that's not so PC. Just to, you know, uh, associate Africa and a bee and that it's coming to kill white people in America. When I was a kid, they tried to scare us with the Africanized bee. Never saw one. Never caused me an issue. I know apparently it's, uh, let's see here. I got the Texas 1990. Well, now there is the killer hornet. They, they've realized, kind of corrected their, their misstep. Uh, we can't just, you know, associate an insect with a continent um, and expect it to be all good, but we got to narrow it down. So now we got the killer hornet, the super hornets. Uh, my buddy hits me up. Dude, you heard of this super hornet? Uh, yeah, no, but what? They say it, it spits acid and <laughs> it will paralyze you for three days as your organs turn into Campbell's creamy mushroom soup. And uh, and I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. Are you scared? Uh, anything to keep us scared. I'm like, I'm there. There is a real bug out there, a real virus. There's a pandemic. There's not some imaginary uh, issues, some killer bee to distract me from the the fact that you know what, fifty something thousand Americans are dead. <laughs> you think I'm scared of a bee? Good God, get the heck out of here anything anything to keep us scared anything to keep control you know anything to to make us think oh well at least i'm not that guy at least my situation isn't like that they're they're uh you know the meat shortages uh all this panic buying i saw an article one in five wendy's is out of beef that's a way to scare americans right uh, uh maybe dave shouldn't uh you know, had the square patties. That's easily four burgers could breed a fifth round one. Yeah, you know, that's not even funny. You know, that's a terrible bet, but I'm leaving it here because I'm just saying, uh, I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm not telling you to go out and socialize. I'm just saying next time you feel terrified when you're rolling around and you can't sleep and, you know, you're, you're playing, uh, like a Forrest Gump game of ping pong with your confidence uh bouncing it off of you know the the fear of dread and death and you're you're killing it just and and really killing yourself with all this stress just try to lessen your consumption of news i mean there's always going to be that guy that girl who has to tell you the bad news first and i i'm guilty of that too sometimes and sometimes it's just a lack of uh you know the uh the inner, like, it's like the alternative to talking about the weather or sports. Like, I don't have either of those, but I can maybe tell you about the killer hornet that will spit acid in your eyes and make you hallucinate and see, you know, Disney characters or whatever. Um, and that's the other thing yeah, that they're, they're trying to blame on COVID. They're saying, oh, these Disney parks might not stay open. These Disney, I don't know if they're going to make it. And I'm just like, oh, poor Disney. Now, granted, there are some, uh, I went to Disney as an adult. I had a blast. I went with my mom, uh, my dad, my sister, cousin. It was a whole little squad of us. I'm not, um, 
I mean, I did the thing. You know, I had fun. Uh, one day when I have kids, I'll gladly go. But I, I don't understand what's up with these, you know, these psychopaths who go to Disney like every year. You know, it's it, it's amazing. It was well worth the money, although I didn't have to pay anything. I was, uh, you know, mooching on my my parentals for that trip. But uh, I'm it, that doesn't scare me. And also the. The imagination that if uh, one of the Disney parks closed down, it's anything other than some creative Hollywood accounting to create a tax write-off for them to go and purchase some sort of plot of land or uh, island or something. You know, it's delusional to think Disney doesn't have the money to keep these parks open, and it doesn't scare me. I'm over. I'm numb. I, my brain has just rolled down this rocky hill. And uh, what once started off as a football-shaped shard of uh, granite is now just a smooth pebble. All resistance just bounces off of me at this point. I'm I'm zenned out, baby. I you know the the only things that really, and I guess this sounds insensitive to some people out there, but I I would it'd have to be like a family member or a close friend getting sick. And I'm doing my part. I'm trying to stay in now. Granted, I am going home for Mother's Day because I have been very isolated for about six weeks now. Uh, no, one, one month, very isolated. But uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to feel bad. I'm not going to be guilt tripped out of going to, to see my mother uh, this Mother's Day. Well, now that that's off my chest and everybody involved feels all the worse for it, uh, let me just tell you this other thing. Uh, as I've mentioned, I've been walking a lot. My new goal has been at least six miles a day. Uh, I've actually hit eight miles almost every day for the past two weeks or so. Maybe there's been a day or two where I don't. But, <clears throat> oh, it's like a burp or a yawn. Yeah, y'all, y'all doing burpees, and I'm out here, you know, just letting gas go out my lungs. All right, but now, you know, I have a new thing. This is this is True Detective season four in the making. Okay, I am on the hunt. I am li really living in a detective novel. I almost considered, uh, you know, picking up. Uh, filterless cigarettes and uh, filming my life in, in black and white noir and just having a uh, cheap public domain jazz playing at all times and and living with a monologue, a, a voiceover as you see me brooding out a rainy window because now it's True Detective season four and I'm I'm hunting for the green bag bandito. Actually, I'll just call him a bandit. Because uh, I got a hunch, you know, I'm hunting for the green bag bandit. I I have a couple different routes, but even, you know, there's only so many different paths to take from my front door out and back. So I keep finding when I grew up, first of all, when you're walking the dog, there was always like a an abandoned crack house trailer or something in Dudley. And you just let your dog take a dump on their lawn and you just left it. You was fertilizing the earth. So 
note when I, I bring up this issue, I'm not coming at anybody. It's just this is what it is. I uh I was an you know, I was a notorious I never once picked up <laughs> dog crap with a bag. Um and you know, maybe this is karma for that. I don't know. I was a kid. I just did, you know, that it was just part of the, uh, I was going to say ecosphere, but I don't even know that's the right word. I'm going to have to, uh, you know, level with myself and bring it down a notch. But, uh, there's somebody on these mean Oak Island streets. And what they're doing is they're walking the rodent. Uh, it's probably a rodent. Judging from the size of the bag, these are not. Uh, sizable stools. What they're doing is they're letting the dog take a dump. They're taking their little green bag, picking it up, tying it off, and then they're just leaving the bags by the road. Now, I mean, I don't even really need to expand on why this is infuriating, but... It's it's something where I saw it the first time I thought, okay, maybe somebody left it there and they're going to get it on the way back. Like they don't want to carry crap for a mile and so they'll just grab it on the way back. I'm, I'm seeing them in different places. Today I saw three different of these exact green bags with a poop in them tied off on the side of the road. Just leave the crap there. If you're littering, plastic takes, I don't even know how long. And I'm not even like hippy dippy. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, fatalist or, or nihilist. Like, you know, nothing that we do at this point can save the damage we've done on the earth. I'm just speaking from a practical point of view that if you're bagging up a, a poop and you're leaving it on the ground, you might as well just leave the poop there. You are. You're basically a useless middleman. It's like if you ordered a pizza and then the guy went and delivered the pizza to you and he took the pizza out of the box and you're about to eat it. And then your roommate said, hold on and put the pizza in another box again, walked it around the house, brought it back to you. And then any leftovers, they just tossed in the lawn. Now, is that a perfect analogy? No. But the point is, it's pointless. So I'm hunting for whoever has these green bags. They're distinct. They're not. I I've, I kept an eye on these. Uh, and this is this is where things are getting at, at this point in the uh, the quarantine. I'm I'm hunting for the green bag bandit. And you know, everybody's a suspect that has a dog. Everybody. Now that's why. You know, I'm a cat guy myself. I don't have a cat, but I prefer their company to a dog's. And uh, if you got a problem with that, then call the hotline, 910-718-4442, and let me know how you feel about it. But everybody is a suspect. You know, I saw a gentleman with his dog. He was riding a bike. I'm always interested with, with those people. But he was smoking at Black and Mild, probably a wood tip wine, judging from my olfactory sampling. Instant suspect. Anybody who's riding a bike and smoking a black and mild is uh is just a glutton for punishment and they might get some type of joy from the the joker-esque you know the mo- the pile of money burning-esque fiasco of the green bags by the road but lo and behold didn't see a green bag 
I just I'm I'm hunting. I'm on the hunt. I'm gonna keep you up to date on this because you know. And then even if I saw, let's say I see the person uh, let their dog take a dump and then they just throw it beside the road. I'm sure they do it when people aren't looking. Um, <clears throat> then I, even if I confronted them about it, well, you, you know, they probably would be one of these people. Like, okay, so the dog, dog takes a dump. They look around. They put it in the green bag. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, you know, I got real light feet. That's one of my coaches told me. I'm going to see him throw it on the ground. And I'll say, hey, hey, man, what are you doing? And I feel like they'd be one of those people that says, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I'm like, hey, you can't do that. That's, you know, you're littering. Why are you... I, I thought this was America. That's like the worst defense. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. These people act surprised. Like, you know, you haven't spent your entire adult life, your entire uh, period of observable consciousness, just absorbing the absurdity and the, the meaninglessness of, uh, you know, being a, a patriot in this great nation. As if your, your argument is going to uh, really... I mean, this is, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if this is like a byproduct of the post 9-11 era, since we're almost 20 years after the uh, uh, attacks. Uh, but I feel like, you know, there and there's no reasoning with these people. Some people just don't fess up when they've done wrong. Yeah, I you know, I'm watching uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. And this uh, one girl, which she is not the, uh, you know, the brightest pair of Christmas tree lights in the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And uh, she has this Spanish uh, boyfriend or I guess, I don't even know if he thinks he's her boyfriend. Uh, boy toy. Uh, pen pal really is the less demeaning way to put it. And uh, he's taking like naked erotic pictures with like handcuffs. And she, she confronts him about it. And uh, I mean, some people just... You know, they are real smooth. Like, the, whoever's the green bag bandit, I don't think they're smooth, but they might get me if they're smooth. This guy, she says, uh, what's up with this? She shows him the picture. He's naked. You can't see anything. It's kind of like softcore. Um, and he just goes, who is that? <laughs> He's like this real smooth uh, Spanish guy, uh, like Spain, Spain, you know. Who is that? And then uh, she's like, you know who this is. And then... <laughs> You know, he he just doesn't address it after that. That's, you know, if you're going to do wrong, do wrong right. That's what some people say. And uh, and there's also a funny portion of that show where he's like, keeps staring at the waitress's butt. And she's like, quit checking out the waitress. I didn't come all the way here from Pennsylvania to, to have you check out women in front of me. And he's just like, what, what? And then he, you know, just, and just like makes a little kissy face at her. I mean, truly, uh a genuine uh, mail order husband in the making. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see. One other thing I wanted to address. Uh, they're talking about no live music until 2021. Uh, if that's the case, then I'm going to drive my car into the storefront of a Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to hotwire the electrical system I'm going to watch that band play, baby. And when they're done with the third song and they loop back around after that ripping drum solo, 
I'm going to watch him again until I'm hauled off to the county. So mark my words, if concerts aren't happening until 2021, again, if you didn't hear it the first time, I'm going to see a show. And it might be the last show I see for a little while, and it might end my professional career. So it's going to be a good one. Uh, All right. Let's go to the the phone lines. So this is the phone boothing portion. Uh, and we got one call this week, and then we're going to get to the freestyle and get you out of here. Hey, y'all, y'all. Is it Wednesday yet? I'm itching for a new pod, man. What are some podcasts that you recommend to help pass the time in between episodes? Thanks, man. All right. Um. So this is going to be pretty expansive. Uh, so if you're like on it or your pod docket is full, uh, you might just want to jump to the freestyle or uh, whatever. But um, let's say you are because I have a couple friends who started to listen to this just because they're my buddy. And then there, uh, you know, at least two other people I know of that are like, I, I didn't ever really listen to podcasts before, uh, but they want to know more about it. Um. So what I have here, uh, and I typed it out, and it's going to be in the show notes, so you don't have to like grab a pen and paper or anything. I have a, uh, a every day of the week a podcast that I listen to without fail. These are my non-negotiable um, podcasts that I do not miss. So and uh, and note that um, sometimes these might drop a day late. Usually the the schedule's pretty consistent, but uh, here's the rundown. All right, so um. Up first, we have this past weekend with Theo Vaughn on Mondays. I think Theo is maybe one of the the most genuine uh, guys in the podcast scene. He his show is funny, but it also borders on uh, I don't want to say self help, but like self exploration. Uh, it it is emotionally raw at times, but also. Uh, I've compared him to being like the jam band of comedy because his ability to riff and build these uh, kind of tall tale characters from his childhood up into these uh, extended, uh, you know, jokes that he kind of approaches from multiple tempos and angles uh, and frequencies where you get this really uh, well-rounded image in your mind that lasts. And you'll find your, you know, I this was the podcast that, uh, made me explore other podcasts. I don't even know how I heard about him, but it's very funny. Um, I would recommend starting with his podcast instead of his Netflix hour, although I do enjoy that, but he doesn't speak well of it. But um, And he has episodes drop on Mondays and sometimes Thursdays. Uh, he'll have guests, but would not miss the Mondays. And that was largely... Uh, influential in my decision to even make a pod and have like the uh voicemail line that's something i definitely just lifted straight from the this past weekend playbook um on tuesdays i don't miss congratulations with chris delia he's just inherently funny i like his podcast more than his comedy although i don't have a problem with his comedy but uh he i think his strongest suit uh or ability is to find these funny little aspects of clips of videos uh, that I always would gloss over. He just has this sense of observation and then he'll kind of uh, pull out that one ridiculous angle or it's a small angle. It doesn't seem ridiculous initially. And um, he'll kind of win you over to his side of like how he finds it so ridiculously funny. Um, Again, a lot of little 
inside callbacks, and that's a fully solo show. So uh, the Monday, this past weekend's, and congratulations were definitely influential in my decision to uh, have a podcast which didn't rely on guests. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it's very funny. Um, I listen to it mostly, but it does not hurt to watch it on YouTube when he's playing the clips. You can see what he's talking about, but you can enjoy it either way. Uh, Wednesdays, aside from Boothin, which you uh, already obviously enjoy and uh, partake in, and thank you for that. I'm going to recommend Tiger Belly. Uh, I thought Bobby Lee was kind of a douche when I first encountered him. Uh, I think I just saw some clips. You know, once you get into podcasts, you start looking around subreddits and you'll start to check out uh, Rex. And when people, you know, usually it's kind of through a network of guests and then you say, oh, I enjoyed their guest appearance. But, um, Bobby Lee kind of has this faux alpha male, uh, you know, chihuahua big dog bit that he does. At first, I thought it was genuine. I thought I was like, man, this guy's power tripping. He seems like a real jerk. Um, but he's actually very funny and he's funny in a way that's just out of left field. Um, it's almost as if he doesn't know how he's going to react to things sometimes. You know, when they have guests um, and Tiger Belly is a guest center podcast. It's him, his girlfriend, Kalila, a couple of other jabronis that are in the room and they just have a good rapport. And when you listen to Tiger Belly, you feel like you're part of a family and uh, there's a lot of good kind of inside jokes in the community that um you will enjoy. And uh, it I don't know, it's hard to explain. Uh, it's his interview style is. It's very casual, and I like that. I like uh, things that don't seem so forced, that free-form conversation, that uh, you know, that style that Rogan kind of popularized, uh, aside from the obvious, you know, how'd you get into comedy, and where do you get your inspiration from? You know, they don't, they cut the chit-chat and just get straight to the jokes. <clears throat> On Thursday, I, this is probably the newest edition for the list. I catch Brilliant Idiots. That's Andrew Scholes and Charlemagne the God. Um, that podcast is just kind of hot takes. I like it because it has the East Coast uh, vibe to it. Most of the stuff I listen to is from the West Coast scene, the comedy store universe that, uh, you know, Rogan kind of acts as the Godhead to. But uh, Andrew Scholes, I'm sure you might have seen his clips. He's uh, one of the funniest guys. He definitely innovated uh, how comedians interact with social media. And he was really the guy who uh, just said, screw it. I'm just uploading my stuff and constant content to YouTube and Instagram. And uh, him and Charlemagne met on Guy Code, which was that show on MTV that I would sometimes watch. You know, And they were as funny as they could be on an MTV show like that. But it's pretty much hot takes, and it's called Brilliant Idiots because they are pretty insightful. They're knowledgeable guys, but sometimes they just have the dumbest opinions that they try to hash out, and then eventually they kind of have a laugh about, like, oh, maybe we didn't think this one through. Um, and I just like the banter, you know, uh, between those two guys. Uh, and also their opinions don't always fall where you might expect. Um, they're not very partisan. Uh, I mean, they're they're not afraid to to call things what they view them as, you know, they don't have a bias towards any particular side of an argument. And I do, I do like that. Uh, Fridays always catch whiskey ginger with Andrew Santino. Um, 
the Red Rocket. You, you might know him as uh, the you know the ginger guy from Dave. Uh, he's very funny. He talks very fast. So if you can't handle that, eh, then you know I I guess I'd skip it. But he he has a nice uh, casual interview style, and um again he just kind of won me over. And him and Bobby Lee have a podcast called Bad Friends. That I do enjoy, but I didn't put on this list. Uh, Saturdays are Riffin' with Griffin time. Um, that is Eric Griffin's podcast. Uh, he is, you probably know him as Montez from Workaholics. He might be my favorite interviewer out of this batch. It's weird. He's just genuinely good at interviewing people. He is a very funny guy. He has a good sense of humor. But uh, he's a little bit older um, and I think maybe that gives him a, an interesting perspective and a, a way to really listen when people are talking. And uh, he's just a funny guy, so he's enjoyable. Uh, last but not least, usually I might catch this on Saturday night after midnight, uh, but my probably my favorite new podcast. The podcast isn't new, but new to me, uh, the Tim Dillon Show. I don't know how to explain it, except... Um, it is a he's a comedian he is uh i he I, he's kind of conspiracy adjacent uh but his his rants are very epic he's very funny um if you're looking for kind of a uh sample of you know what type of guy he is maybe check out his uh interview with rogan or you know where his appearance on rogan rogan doesn't guest on pods that i know of but um, he is funny, and if you know, it's it's one of those things where he just kind of hates everybody. Um, I, I, I don't know how to put it. He's just he is tired of it. <laughs> but that that sounds like the back of a bad uh, VHS review or something. Tim Dillon is tired of it. Oh, uh, but no, he's kind of like a uh, a sensible Alex Jones type. Um. He's not, you know, that far off, but he's definitely in the uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, uh, 9-11 conspiracy camp. And I don't always agree with everything he says, but he is just very funny. And he has a uh, a very abysmal view of uh, the state of, you know, people in the country. But it, it's funny. And he kind of defies expectations. He's a. Uh, you know, he's a very, uh, he's this big old gay dude, but he does he's not any stereotype. And usually with the West Coast guys, uh, you expect them to lean uh, away from certain things. But he, he has all kinds of crazy thoughts, but his rants are just epic. I don't know how to, else to explain it. It's very funny. And actually, I support his Patreon um, uh, just because I, I heard the Patreon episodes are wild and they are... Um, that's a pretty long answer, but, uh, these are not the only podcasts I listen to. Uh, if, you know, a lot of podcasts for me are kind of guest dependent, things like, uh, your mom's house with Tom Segura and Christina P I'll listen, you know, I'll watch, I prefer to watch it now because it's a video heavy. Uh, if I like the guest, you know, depending on, uh, who's on Rogan, I'll, I'll tune in maybe one out of every 30, you know? Um, 
Burt, uh, you know, the Burt cast, Burt Kreischer's podcast. Um, again, depending on the guest, I'll tune in. Uh, Church of What's Happening. Um, that's Joey Diaz. I love his personality and he's fun. Uh, to, and again, depending on the guest, I tune into that. But, um, I would say one of the best ways, and, uh, and I'm wrapping up the super long answer I got for you here. But, um, one of the best ways I've gotten into podcasts is just uh, whenever someone's a guest on a podcast and you enjoy them, check out their content. Um, and, you know, then that web will kind of organically weave itself. But that is my weekly non-negotiable podcast listening schedule. Um, those are all comedy podcasts. Uh, they are, you know, not really news or uh, true crime or anything. If you want that type of stuff, it is out there. I do like a lot of short run um, and the wild card recommendation I'll throw out there is a podcast called Long May They Run. It is a uh, podcast about the band Fish. I know um, I never thought I would be a Fish fan, but I listened to this podcast. It gave me a huge respect for uh, for that group, kind of as a DIY innovators and uh, their approach to the art. And that's like a 12-episode run. But um, I thought that was really interesting, and actually, I've been on a big fish kick ever since listening to it. Uh, and I realized I saw you know the Trey Anastasio band at Lockin last year. It didn't really win me over. I mean, I didn't hate it, but um, you know, some early to late '90s fish jams are unbeatable. So that's kind of the one off. But there's all kinds of uh cool mini series runs, and at some point, I'll probably do a podcast just devoted to a uh, podcast I like probably would not be my most listened to but i uh, hope that answers your question you can see that schedule in the uh show notes and if any of you out there are looking for a podcast uh, i'd love it if you start tuning into one of those and feel free you know a day or two after it drops hit me up if you have any thoughts or things you like about it uh one of my favorite things about kind of partaking in this form of media is having these side conversations with my buddies about particular bits, angles, uh, you know, clips, things like that. And it's just kind of nice to have uh, something, despite our distance between everyone, to be on the same page about. So, yeah, thanks for calling in. That is the booth line. That's 910-718-4442. If you have any questions that you need expansively answered or briefly answered, a call, leave a message. It goes straight to my uh, my Google Voice mail. So if you are the type of guy who has phone or or lady, there are some lady fans out there that has phone anxiety, like I sometimes do for some reason. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to put you on the spot. You're not going to be live on the air. So feel free to leave a message. Anyways, uh, thank you for tuning in to Boothin. I'm going to get the instrumental fired up. And then I'm going to get the freestyle going for you. But uh, before that, if you've enjoyed the content of this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, do all the things and all the stuff. Uh, post this to your Instagram story from Spotify. That's the most effective word. Or just text that one friend, you know, who, uh, you know, was listening to podcasts back when we didn't know what a podcast was and try to get them into it. Thank you for your time. And we are boothing. Let's get this flow going. Y'all, y'all. la ciencia. Uh. 
are you scared? Scared of what? Where? She said, are you scared? Are you scared of the super killer hornets that are flying in the air? They spit acid inside of your mind and inside of your eyes. And then you turn into mashed potatoes. They melt your insides. I said, I ain't scared. 51,000 people in this country died by the time I recorded this, so I don't despise an insect that's just arriving. Clickbait trying to get you to the next one. Y'all fooled me in the 90s talking about bees. So it's on to correctional facilities when it ain't nobility. They're gonna tell me that I got the trellis feet moving like a tap dance, huh? When am I gonna eat food out of a can that I bought in a panical state? Well, what can I say? I'm hunting for the green bag bandit. Man, I feel like Macho Man. Randy Savage, aw, oh, dang it. Thought I was gonna say the other one, but they're never gonna leave me to stutter. I cannot believe it's butter, but I gotta tell you it's margin. Well, oh man, why you sound so corny right now? I don't know. Monday, listening to Theo. Tuesday, listening to Chris D'Elia. Wednesday, listening to Bobby Lee. You know it's me, I'm going off the list. The fame, the rap, the thing, the brilliant idiots on Thursday. And I might bump church if I'm thirsty. Depending on the interview, who you're into, do bump a whiskey ginger on a Friday. My way, five ways when I got these different pods. Even if I don't pray to no one but God. Wait a minute, corn on the cob when it's off of your job. You're slobbering, maybe you're drooling, but they're gonna tell me that I feel like cool, man. Tim, well, I gotta keep it slim. Shady, crazy, lazy, local. Even if they know I gotta go for locals, I'm a yokel. But on Saturdays, I'm pumping Eric Griffin, he's Montez. I'm workaholics, even if it's kinda ill. Back to the future, like Biff. I slapped in the hex. Tim Dillon on Sunday with a one way, meaning that I don't run, man. He got a lot of potential, he won't ruin it like Gunplay, robbing your own account And even if the top the flow, I'm bouncing Pouncing like a cat or a puma, of course They gotta tell me I'm running my core for divorce But I ain't married, it ain't scary Tell me about a super hornet, what I wanted, man Woo. The only hornets that I heard about are out in Charlotte Even if they gotta ask me why the letter on my chest That I rap to represent is a starlet I read that book in 12th grade When I'm living in the shade Talking about 90 day fiance It's not me on the video that you seen for the fiends. I'm living the dream. Even if you try to tell me that it's quarantine, it's quarantine. Who quarantined? Bump your hydrochloroquine or whatever it's called. I do not care. I'm in the ball pit catching the germs. They try to tell me that I gotta go and do the worm. I'm too fat for that, so I gotta get and squirm. On the dance floor, burning calories. Even if I had a crush on a girl named Mallory, she wouldn't dance with me back in middle school. So I try to tell her that I'm no longer a little boy. Even if I try to bust a move, bust a groove, and I'm in fact that I'm the dude. the moon on mozzie tones do all right 
Thank you for listening to Booth, and right now you hear the music of Exercise, and they had the intro song as well. Be sure to follow them on Instagram. That's in the show notes. The freestyle instrumental you just heard was by Angel La Ciencia. Uh, be sure to follow them on YouTube or subscribe to their channel. That's what I meant to say. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard here, then rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. I'd really appreciate it. If you want to call the hotline, that's 910-718-4442. Uh, just leave a message. It'll go straight to the uh, booth line voicemail. So no pressure. Take your time. Uh, all right. So until next Wednesday, take it easy. Stay safe. By the way, Sheem of Gold's album, Probable Cause 2, is out. I'll probably have another song of his maybe next week uh, to just kind of restate that thought. It, it finally came out. There were some delays. But uh, I am featured on a song called Cold Crush. But the whole album is amazing. And I think it's only like 13 minutes long, 14 minutes to listen to. So uh, be sure to take a slice of your time to check that out. Um, follow the... Instagram at Boothin underscore pod. Uh, I've been doing these like weekly quote unquote freestyles or written verses for a contest. So you can hear uh, what I like to do when I'm, you know, constructing a verse. Uh, Anyways, stay sane, y'all. Till next Wednesday, just in time for the sunrise. We are Boothin'.